Did you think this podcast would make a return? Because I didn't. Welcome back to the AFC East Gang podcast with your host Chris and Ethan. Two dudes talking all things NFL who also just happen to be fans of two AFC East teams. Now before we get into it, there's going to be a couple changes with the podcast. So instead of doing things by episode, what we're going to do now is we're going to do segments within the show. Talking... Uh, offensive performers, defensive performers, top, top fantasy matchups, quick news around the NFL, all that kind of stuff. So that way it uh, goes with the flow a little bit easier. And we're going to try and put out an episode every week on Wednesdays before the next week starts. So week one uh, was an interesting week to say the least, but... We got some quick news, especially after uh, Monday Night Football last night. Starting off, uh, Ethan, would you like to take us away on that? First off, how you doing? It's great to be back. You know, it was a long period of hiatus. Back, better than ever. A week one. Terrible, terrible things. Not really for us, because we don't have to face Aaron Rodgers anymore. He's done. Towards Achilles, I don't know if you saw the clip at all, Chris, but you you literally saw his, like, calf area, wherever the Achilles is, pop. It was pretty disgusting. Well, they do say that when you do tear your Achilles, it makes a very loud, audible pop as well, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't hear it, but visually, you could just imagine. My only thing, Aaron Rodgers... The biggest question is, in my opinion, is he ever going to play again? He's 39 years old. He's going to be 40 in December. 40 is pretty old for sports. Nah, I, I, I think he's done. He doesn't got that Brady longevity. I think, well, this, this is like his first big real injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd hate for him to see, I hate for him to see... I hate to see him go. Still have something left for the tank. Aaron Rodgers, what, three-time MVP? Two-time, three-time MVP? A little bit of that was thanks to Devontae Adams. But who cares? The Jets are in a terrible situation. They would put all their money in Aaron Rodgers. And the worst thing happened. He's out for the season. Possibly retired. So we're thinking... Who did the Jet? What do the Jets do, quarterback-wise? You just had the number top five overall uh, quarterback in the league. Now you're stuck with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. I mean, he didn't play his best game, but you know what? He got the job done. There are, if they do decide to move on from Zach Wilson, there are possible trade targets and free agents that they could look into. Number one, everybody keeps talking about is Carson Wentz. Dude's dude's jobless right now. Wentz is familiar with the area, being from South Jersey. I know it's two hours up north, but still. I don't know if he's from South Jersey. Yeah, he's from South Jersey. We have Carson Wentz. I think that's the number one. If they go with the new quarterback, it's going to be Wentz. They can get him for a one-year deal. It's cheap. He won't lose anything. If he sucks, he just rides the bench. He lost like $3-4 million. 
I think the best case scenario for them trade for Jacoby Brissett for the Washington Commanders. Brissett, he he looked to be leading that uh, Browns offense last year yeah. until Watson came in. So, yeah, Brissett looked like Sam Howell, you know. Brissett looked like quarterback one. I mean, last year, anyway. Obviously, they're going to start Watson because they paid him all that money. Brissett, what, got him like seven wins or something? Around that mark. Yeah. I think if you give Jacoby Brissett the helm to the New York Jets, now I'm not saying he's going to win games or take it to the playoffs. He's in arguably one of the hardest divisions right now in AFC. I mean, his defense is studs all around. His offense has some weapons. But bottom line, he is no Aaron Rodgers. But I think he'll get you some wins. Um, we also have maybe trade trade for Jameis Winston, another backup that could easily be a starter. Yeah. The uh, Saints right now. And obviously, he's not going to beat Derek Carr for a starting job. No, and they only have him on a one-year deal anyway. They weren't expected to get Derek Carr at the end of last season, though. No, I don't honestly I don't understand the reason of keeping Jameis. Maybe you're scared car goes down or something. I right, it's cheap to get him. It'll probably cost you like a third, fourth round pick. Probably not, not even probably five fifth. What do you have to lose really? A fifth round pick. I mean a fifth round pick, but like <laughs> fifth round pick, Jameis Winston on a one year deal. I don't know. I think uh this is my second favorite, not favorite, second more realistic opportunity outcome. Zach Wilson's just starts him. He was behind Rodgers. I know he wasn't behind Rodgers for like a whole year or whatever, but he was behind Rodgers for some preseason. I think you're going to have Aaron Rodgers on the sideline for him at all times. And like, bottom line, whoever they go with, they're not going to win games. They're not going to win games like Aaron Rodgers would. Mm-hmm. I think Zach Wilson, besides Wentz, thinks that's the most realistic outcome. Costs you nothing to do it. Who knows? Maybe Zach Wilson finally figures out how to play football again. Because he was good with BYU. I know BYU also, doesn't face competition like that. It's, it's also BYU, yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, if you have Rodgers on the sideline mentoring him, who knows? He might be able to pull something out. Plus, you're giving that young quarterback confidence. Hypothetically, Rodgers retires. He says, hey, I'm done. This is my last season. I'll never come back. Now the Jets are in scramble mode for a quarterback. You don't have to go sign someone in free agency for big money. Just stick with Zach Wilson. Maybe try to get a draft. Draft somebody. It's a good quarterback class coming up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of scramble mode, there's one more potential target that could be targeted by the Jets. I think this much, is more of a joke. More than and, and much like Jacoby Brissett, the man is familiar with the division. We have Superman himself, Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton hasn't played football since 
Patriots. Since, uh, since he was cut from Mac Jones, yup. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. When he played with the Patriots, played with my team, pretty good. I mean, I should say pretty good. He got, what, seven? He went seven and nine, I believe. But you gotta understand, he went seven and nine on a full rebuild year. And his number, like, one and two wide receiver was, like, the mere bird. And, like, rookie Jacoby Myers. How you got seven wins with that? Beyond me. And he was out with COVID for a little bit. And I think that took his superpowers away. COVID is Superman's kryptonite. Excuse me. Bless you. I would love to see Cam Newton get one more shot. Just to see, hey, who knows? Doubt that happens, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking Zach Wilson. He's starting the rest of the year. They sign someone, like maybe like Joe Flacco, get him back in here. Just for, so you have another backup. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they talked about it on the broadcast last night from Monday Night Football, actually. That if Wilson was to go down, they did not have an emergency third QB. So they did not have a QB at all. And the, uh, you know, the broadcasters made a joke that they should have switched to Randall Cobb, who played a little bit of QB in high school. That, that's their next resort. So they definitely need to find a backup for him as well, besides, yeah. you know. You know, I think you know, a the, lot of these quarterbacks we just named won't be a backup. That's the reason Cam Newton got cut. He just said, "Hey, Bill, I don't want to be a backup." Wentz, maybe back him up. But I think Wentz is better than Wilson. Give Wentz one more piece of clothing to add to his uh, workout videos, I guess. Yeah, right. Get a Jets arm sleeve or something going. But uh, another sad news, Mike Williams, former NFL wide receiver, uh, a lot of people know he passed away a while back at the age of 36. He was uh, a fourth round pick in 2010 by the Bucks. He uh, only played for five short years, played his whole rookie contract in Tampa where he was in his rookie year, runner-up to Sam Bradford for Offensive Rookie of the Year. His rookie year, he uh, he pulled in 11 touchdowns and had 964 receiving yards on 65 receptions. But uh, they say he sustained injuries uh, while working in a construction site after a freak accident happened. It's just sad news all around, you know. Thirty six is way too early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, prayers with the Mike Williams and his family. Oh, yeah. Probably a bad time to say this. When I read that this morning, I thought it was the Chargers wide receiver. I was really confused. I'm sure, I'm sure some people did think that, but you know, first thing I read when I woke up, Mike Williams passed away. I'm like, 
man, he just lost to the Dolphins like on Sunday. But no, thoughts and prayers with the other Mike Williams family. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on from news. We're getting creeping into our next segment. Like I said, we're trying to do segments now. So, young guys, young bucks, the future of our NFL. Yep, especially after A Rod, man. This is this is the next gen childhood right here. Yeah, seriously, Aaron Rodgers is the last guy we got. But this is our top five rookie performers. You can disagree if you want to, but you just know you will be wrong. Hmm. Uh, my personal opinion. That Jordan Addison, best rookie this week. Him and Zay Flowers, I think, are going to be competing all year for the best rookie wide receiver, possibly offensive rookie of the year. But I give the edge to Jordan Addison. Six targets, four catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown against the Buccaneers. I think Addison and Justin Jefferson will complement each other very well. Give Kirk another weapon. TJ Hawk is in back there still. I know they lost to the Buccaneers. I blame Kirk a lot for that. But still. First ever NFL game. You know, four catches, 61 yards. That's crazy. Averaging 15 yards a catch, basically. Yeah, for Addison to even have the stats that he did is insane with how Kirk Cousins played that game, man. Oh, dude, Kurt. Having my fantasy, yeah. You know, that, that was my Dark Horse MVP. Sold. Sold hard. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, second, second, you know, rookie. And we, we should give our mention safe hours. I didn't put him on this list. I do think he's on it. He should be on it. But I just didn't feel like it. My second rookie, Jalen Carter, going against the New England Patriots. Um, he didn't do anything too crazy, to be honest. But you're going against a above average, I'll say, offensive line. I know they were hurt, missing both their guards, but still. Mm. He's coming in with a defensive line that's out of this world with the Eagles. You know, he comes in and gets sacked first ever game. Sack and tackle for loss. He's a good guy. Big guy. I think he's going to be crazy with the Eagles all year. Ten sacks, maybe. More run stuffer than anything, though. Dude's 300-some pounds. He's good. Next beat of Aya, maybe. It's huge. That's a, that's a bold take there, bud. It's a bold take, I know. Jalen Carter. Write, write his name down, folks. He's going to be great. I don't even like the Eagles. He's going to be great. What we got next up? There you go. Next up, we have uh, a pick. I'm sure many, if not everybody, thought was taken way too high. Jameer Gibbs. Man, I watched that game, and seeing him not get enough touches hurt me. I don't even have him in fantasy, but... You take him that high and, and get most of your your touches to David Montgomery. That that hurt my soul a little bit. Seriously, we got to game together. I have Jameer Gibbs in almost all my fantasy leagues. 
This is my personal opinion. I understand you just paid David Montgomery. You're gonna have running back by committee, obviously. But you spent a 12th overall pick. Could have got a bunch of guys. Probably could have got Jameer Gibbs maybe in the second round. You know, every like he said, everyone probably thought he took him too early. So you're thinking, Gibbs, he is gonna be that guy so fast, so fast, elusive. You saw Chris, when he got touches, he made him work. Guy got you know got seven rushes, two yards out of it. Bouncing off defenders. Yeah, dude, bouncing off of them, slipping right by them. You give this guy fourteen, fifteen rushes a game. Dude, look out, hundred plus yards. And he, uh, my other thing, two catches. Like seriously. Well, like I like, I'm sure later down the line. You're going to give this guy what he deserves. But right now, Dan Gamble ain't cutting it. Everybody wants to see the ball in Jameer Gibbs' hand. Bouncing off players. I know the Chiefs' defense isn't great, but it's nothing to mock about. I know they lost Chris Jones week one. Seriously, though, you give him 10-plus rushes a game, who's going to average 100 yards? He's too quick. Open field, he's gone. I'd love to see him get more in the screens. I know they don't really screen that much, but I'd love to see it happen. Someone tell Dan, give Gibbs the ball. And just real quick, you had uh, you mentioned Chris Jones, who, by the way, got his contract redone. Oh, yeah. So, so he's, he's back in, uh, in week two. They added a bunch of incentives to his contract uh, to basically make all his money back. Yeah, though, I don't like the contract because I think he could get more. I think his agents really screwed him over. Well, there was a tweet a while back when he was holding up for camp that he lost about $3.6 million in fines and everything yeah. else. I heard, I saw that too. Right, right before the news came out of his contract, he replied back to the tweet saying he made it all back. So... I'm sure he sees this as a win-win situation for himself. Me personally, though, I don't, I don't see it as a as a win-win. I'm like, no. Last year, coming off a career year, you're telling me I understand the Chiefs might not have the money, at the best quarterback in the league, best tight end in the league, one of the best offensive lines, zero wide receivers, but. I'm sure they can't afford to pay him. Trade him. He's 29 years old, just came off his best career year, looking to go back to back. You've given him a one year deal. I don't understand that at all. I think you could trade him, get a first round pick out of it, maybe. You, you could get something. Everybody would want Chris Jones, especially some of these defense, man. That's what a lot of them need a star defensive tackle. You can pass, rush, run. You can stop the run, pass, rush. Just an overall locker room guy. Everybody would want to have him. You got a one-year deal up to $25 million, though. That's crazy. In incentives. You know, $2 million if he's defensive player of the year or wins the Super Bowl. Uh, gets another mil if he's all pro. 
sacks. He's got like ten, if he gets ten sacks, he get like a quarter, one and a quarter, stuff like that. Thing is, he already missed week one. I'm sure he's been training off season without the team. But I, I think especially week two, going against the uh, Jaguars, could be a tough little welcome back party. But I do definitely believe the Chiefs missed one Thursday night football against the Lions. Not that it matters with all the holding and false starts they had, but you mean the ones that they didn't call? Oh yeah, yeah. We watched the same game. But anyway, let's go back to the our rookies. Right, where do we leave off? Oh, talking about the speaking of the Chiefs Lions game, Ryan Branch. Now, well, he didn't do amazing. But a rookie. Three, three tackles. One interception. He returned it to the house. I understand the interception really wasn't Patrick Mahomes' fault. It's uh, Darius Tony, who has Thank a you. Tuesday. Has a Tuesday on the 12th. Darius Tony still has a job. Somehow. Yeah, I just know if I showed up to work and uh, messed up five, six times in a night, something bad's going to happen. It looked, Kadarius Tony looked awful, but to Brian Branch's game, Kadarius water fingers right through his hands, ran to Brian Branch, took it to the house. He helped, definitely helped the Chiefs, the Lions, excuse me, Lions for the win. Now, another thing with Brian Branch, and I'm not saying this is the factor of why he didn't perform so well, but he did uh, leave yeah. the sideline early that game. He's not on any injury report, so I personally think maybe he was just cramping a little bit and he had to sit for a moment. We do believe he'll be back week two. No signs are indicating he won't be. But he was also one of the fastest... Uh, Ball carriers among rookies oh, yeah. in week one with that pick six. Yeah, it's like 19 miles per hour or something like that. Got some wheels on them. Lions, man, they look young. Young team. Hopefully, they momentum can keep these guys up and going. If you're a Lions fan, rejoice. Your yeah, years of mediocrity are over. A hundred plus years of you guys just sucking. Okay. Don't don't try and argue with him. He's gonna flex his seven six rings on you. I had twenty great years as a Patriots fan. But anyway, my quarterback won. To be one of the rookie class, the best, most physically talented guy we've seen in a long time since Josh Allen. Got Anthony Richardson. Anthony came from Florida. I love Florida. I love Kyle Trask. Anyway. Uh, Anthony Richardson, you know, for the Colts. Went against the Jaguars. Great team. Great young defense. And he did not disappoint. 24 completions out of 37 attempts. 223 passing yards. A touchdown. Did have an interception. It's okay. You're young. To be honest, I think he's going to have 10 plus interceptions this year. Probably 15, maybe even 20. Okay. No, I'm just saying, you know, he's a great quarterback, but his biggest problem is his uh accuracy. 
you saw just with uh, the cheese we we're just talking about. I think his I think his biggest problem is learning to slide, but that that's a that's another story. Yeah, he did go out in the fourth quarter, very late in the fourth quarter, like two three minutes left in the game. Guys, got to learn how to slide, man. I now understand. He's, he's questionable big, for week two as of now because of it. You're a big guy, man. Six five. I don't know the weight, but he's a big dude. Doesn't mean you're what, Superman. You're gonna get hurt, which he did. Leave um, who's a upper leg injury. He's fine. He'll probably come back week two. I hope to God someone teaches him how to slide. Even him and Trevor Lawrence had a talk after the game. For those who saw, he's, Trevor literally said, "Hey man, you gotta learn how to get down." He's too young to be doing that. Mm -hmm. He he did lose though twenty one thirty one to the Jags. The Jags are top five team in the AFC. So, I mean, did pretty good your first time. Definitely would love to see this guy for years to come if he learns how to slide. Yeah. Speaking anyway. of sliding, we're gonna slide on into the next part and. uh our top five offensive performers of week one. That was Number one should be on. Sorry, you good? Yeah, uh, just that transition. Pretty neat. I know. Yeah. Like, I like your wordplay there. Number one. If he is not number one on your top performing list, you're wrong. It is Christian McCaffrey himself. Yeah, seriously. He I mean, is. he's him. Besides, I think the only competition he's got for offensive player of the week is Tyree Kill. Because that man was just crazy. McCaffrey went against Steelers, and I think the Steelers have a good defense. Not like anything crazy they've had before, but they, I think they have a good defense. But he made them look stupid. Seriously. Besides TJ Watt. McCaffrey had 22 carries, 152 rushing yards, 3 catches, 17 yards. Uh, receiving and it got a nice. I don't know if you saw the touchdown, Chris. He had he opened up, man. He took well, I think it was like 50 plus yards, took it to the house. I believe, if I remember correctly, the final thing was like almost 70 something. 70, yeah, I think it was, I think it was like 74 yards. And I'm not saying it was all him that run, he had two amazing blocks on that run, especially oh, near yeah. the end. Every great running back has to thank their offensive line. But seriously, if he stays healthy all year, because that's his biggest problem in the past. Injuries. If he stays healthy, which I hope he does. You're looking at offensive player of the year. He will take that 49ers team to the playoffs, maybe even Super Bowl. Not early to be putting it out there, but you know what? I respect it. Go for bold takes today. Yeah, number two, rookie uh, offensive player of the year. Former offensive player of the year, excuse me. Justin Jefferson. Which I have him above Tua. Not Tua, Tyreek Hill. I was like, they don't play the same position. Yeah, I have him above Tyreek Hill. That being said, I will gladly listen to every argument. Tyreek Hill had a better game. Because I kind of think he might have had a better game, too. 
You never know. Dustin Jefferson, though, nine catches, 150 yards. Most of that was all from the first half. Do 130 something in the first half. Where Justin Jefferson went in the second half, nobody knows. I still blame Kirk Cousins for everything. Nah, man, Justin Jefferson just turned into his alter ego, Jordan Addison. Seriously, I, I, you know what, though? <laughs> Jefferson, again, we'll talk about this later. Jefferson against the Eagles on Thursday Night Football. They'll be must-see TV. Eagles have terrible cornerbacks. Problem is, prime time Kirk Cousin. What about CJ? I said, especially after losing CJ and losing him in the secondary. Oh, yeah. It's right. Uh, Jefferson, as Eagles, he's running it back. Another 150 yards. I'll see you next Wednesday when I'm correct. All right, well, we'll, we'll hold you to that. So I'll let you get the next guy. That's your guy right there. The motherfucking cheetah, baby. Oh, oh, something, something beautiful. PG-13, you're allowed one swear word. Oh, okay. I, I, there's nothing to say, man. 11 catches for 215 yards with two touchdowns. One of the touchdowns basically propelling us to win that game. I, I don't even know what to, I'm speechless. When I watched it happen, I, I, I literally can't say anything. It was so beautiful game between him and Tua. I wish Jalen Waddle got involved more, but that game was something. And the one touchdown, I don't even know how he caught that. I don't know if that was Tua's accuracy doing all the work, or that was Tyreek being Tyreek, but he pulled that ball away. And it it was something beautiful, and I believe he need he's on he needs uh one thousand eight hundred and seventy something yards to break the two K mark. Uh, we're starting this already, man. It's only week one. We're keeping track, baby, because if he keep, if he plays like this all year to stay healthy, I think he could do it. Yeah, if it'll be it'll if. be him and. Justin Jefferson, who you have above him, were both only like 50-ish yards away from 2K last year. Or, sorry, not 2K, but Megatron's record. Which you know is what? basically what 2K feels like, so. And I, I, I agree. A lot of people should have to, uh, Cheetah above Justin Jefferson. The only reason I put him above Justin Jefferson is Kyrie can do it all. And has done it all. Dude is the first player in the Super Bowl era to score off a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and a fumble recovery touchdown. Only dude to do it. And funny enough, the fumble recovery touchdown came from the Chargers game last year. I've said it for years. And I told you, uh, what, Saturday or Friday, whenever we were talking. Chargers, Dolphins are some of the best games. Two high-powering offenses and good enough defenses, you'll see great games out of it. Yeah. But, and then we creep into Tua, who's also on the top five list. Tua, in my opinion, best quarterback this, this week. Seriously. 466 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. 
he went 28 for 45 against with the win against the Chargers. Yeah, seriously. I think the only thing that really scared me about Tua is his uh so where to look for his decision making. I don't know if it's his or maybe it's just the coach. McDaniels, yeah. There's sometimes it's like, hey man, it's third and two. Why did you just throw that ball? Triple coverage. Down thirty five yeah. yards. You got Raheem Moster. I understand the running backs are hurt. It's a little banged up offensive line they got going. Yeah, speaking speaking of, of running backs, no I personally believe no QB should have over thirty attempts passing in a game. Oh. Unless unless you're having an absolute shootout, which this game was, so I can let it slide. But if if you're you know killing the other team, there's no reason a QB should have over thirty attempts a game. I don't know if I believe that. Agree with it? I definitely don't. But uh, well, if you have over thirty attempts, that means you're not using your running backs like you're supposed to. You know, I understand. But I'm not saying Raheem Mostert is a great running back. All right, there. You know, speaking of running backs, great running backs. Also, not clear. I have number five on this list. Dude went crazy against your Dolphins. I know. 117 rushing yards, 16 attempts, 47 yards uh, through the air. Uh, I yeah, believe that- he got a touchdown. I. Not too possible that he had he had the one, but they called it back. It said he went out on like what the two yard line, and then they yeah. tossed it to the to the tight end or whatever. Down for him because I thought he scored too. I'm like, damn, that kills me in fantasy, or it helps me in fantasy, but it kills my hopes. IRL. That's like the worst feeling. Nothing. Being a fantasy manager is like the worst. It's like. I don't. I can't even explain it. It's so bad. Everybody knows. Whoever does fantasy, everybody knows. It's like, yo, I need. I need Mac Jones to win the game against the Eagles. But I would really hope if he just also didn't put up fifteen points of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously, everybody who does fantasy knows that feeling of rooting for your fantasy team and then rooting for your real team. Eckler also late in the game. Went out with an injury, and he's now also currently questionable for week two as of Tuesday the 12th. I believe he's going to be fine. He should be. I, there was nothing major that I saw anyway. Yeah. We got some honorable mentions, though. Uh, Jordan Love against the Bears. Jordan First Love <laughs> taking up ownership of the Bears already. You love to see it. I think and I don't like the Packers by any means. Yeah, I think I, I think we got to see some uh, Aaron Rodgers in him. Definitely had the mentor going, but he did he did amazing. I mean, it's it's just the Brett Favre situation all over again. Yeah, how how did the Packers just keep going from good Q to B to good QB to good QB? I believe very much in Jordan Love this year. It's also it's also the coincidence coincidences. You mean to tell me, old man Favre? Doesn't like Rodgers, doesn't really mentor him like that. Goes to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, you know, doesn't like the guy they drafted. Goes to the Jets. I'm just saying, man. See, they're saying that uh, Aaron Rodgers likes Jordan Love and try to help him as much as possible. 
But you gotta think, dude. His when when Jordan Love got drafted, their number one need was wide receiver. Oh yeah, I remember how mad A Rod was about that. I'd be kind of upset too. Yeah, you know, I I believe a lot in Jordan Love this year. I do think that's another tough division. Third division, I think, is great for him. Because you got the Vikings and you got the Lions. Both look great. No, the Vikings actually didn't look great, but thanks it's to the Cousins. Yeah. Just, and a lot of things, people were hyping up the Bears, I think, to be like the star-studded NFC team. But don't forget last year who had the number one overall pick. Yeah. Trade it to the... Their offensive line looked terrible. Justin Fields looks like he couldn't even get the ball out. Couldn't. And their defense, you know, what, they put up 38 points or something on them? Seriously. I would, I'd be lying Sean if I Watson. told you. I'd be lying if I told you that I could name more than one person on that defense. I could name Eddie Jackson. That is it. I know nothing else unless Kyle Fuller is still there. Then that's two. Other than that, I've got nothing. Sure, Kyle Fuller is a commander nowadays. No, he was. Or was he? I don't know. Commander Colt or Ram? I think he's a commander. Colt. I don't know. Well, while you uh, mention our next honorable mention, I will pull that set up. Yeah, well, uh, next honorable mention, my guy, the King of Boston, Mac Jones. Dude, I look. I understand. He lost the game, but Mac Jones did amazing. I well, the pick six wasn't his fault. It was a good ball to Kendrick Bourne, slipped right off his fingers. Big play, Darius Slay comes in action. Can't and you can't be upset. I was pretty upset. When we came back, we fired back, man. He didn't look amazing. We should have won the game. We had two perfect attempts. I still blame Bill Belichick for the loss. Kick the field goal and fourth down next time, Bill. Trust your defense. Mac had like 54 attempts throwing. 36, I believe, completions. 300 some yards. He did. It's exactly what I was saying earlier, Chris. We might not win a lot of games. Damn sure we're going to compete. No team's going to want to love to play us. And we were at home, we were honoring Tom Brady, so maybe we had a little spark in us. That, and, uh, not to mention, this is Mac's first year with the competent uh, offensive coordinator. Oh, his rookie year, we had Josh McDaniels. I think McDaniels was pretty good. But Bill O'Brien, I think Bill O'Brien does something, brings something out. Maybe chill it out with the screenplays a little bit, Bill. But, you know, though, they were working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think next week against Dolphins, we need to see another Mac Jones great performance. Let's just not start so rocky. Sunday night start, football, man. If we don't start bad against the Eagles, we win that game. Shock the world. I, I definitely do think, and I'll say it again here, I said it in our group chat, uh, is... Sunday. I truthfully think that pick six at the beginning sealed the game from the start. Maybe. 
I'm going to say didn't or did. But I think now all Patriots fans are going to agree with me. We're just one unison for a team. We kick that field goal and fourth down. We trust our defense. We'll get that ball back. It was like four or five minutes left on the clock. We will win that game. We'll go on. My next honorable mention, we got a couple, two more. Aaron Jones. Big reason. Uh, you know, the Packers won. Aaron Jones. Dude did amazing. And the whole running back by committee thing, man. You didn't really see it. I thought I'd see it a lot more. But Aaron Jones, nine carries, 41 yards. Didn't do great on the ground. But receiving? Two two catches, 86 yards. Now he's not going to do that every week, obviously. But still, he's pretty good. Had two touchdowns, one through the air, one by ground. Mm-hmm. He did go out with an injury. I can't uh, comment. I, don't, I believe it's much left hamstring. That. You saw he ran at the end zone, and he grabbed it. So he is questionable for week two. I was actually getting ready to say I I didn't see uh that I didn't I was watching Red Zone you know as every American should but I didn't pay attention to that game specifically so I didn't see much from that game only because I was also working while watching uh, Sunday football so try and watch my last guy who honestly. Probably could have been top five. If he's not on your side, some people probably would have him there. But yeah, Randy Moss himself, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk embarrassed Pat Peterson. Really did. Pat P said, I'm going to pick off Brock Purdy. But he actually let up three touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk finished the day with 129 receiving yards, eight catches, two touchdowns. And I'm that whole offense, crazy good. If he's not Logan, on your fantasy team, Debo, George, Chris McCaffrey, who's also who's our number one guy. That, that offense, Brandon Ayuk, really, and we saw this late last year, into late last year, him stepping up in the role. Look out, because even if you guard him, he still got Debo, he still got McCaffrey, he still got George. I think Ayuk and Purdy are going to be a great combo. We're going to love to see it for years to come. All right, moving on to defenses. We got everybody's favorite Watt. My favorite Watt, I should say, not everybody's. No, Team JJ. Yeah, we got TJ Watt, though. Man, literally single-handedly carried the Steelers. Uh, Unfortunately, nobody else helped them. Yeah, how's it feel now, Minka? Good to... Request the trade again, little, little dude. Hey, hey, hey. So TJ Watt finished with three sacks, two forced fumbles, five total tackles. Three from the sacks, but he's looking good. He's looking like record breaking. 20, 22 and a half sacks is the record, right? Maybe so. <sighs> 19 more to go and some change. Yes. 20. 22 and a half is a sack record set by Michael Strahan. Yeah, look at Michael Strahan. Well, actually, 
him and TJ Watt share the record currently. I should mention that actually. They met. They they both got it within exactly twenty years. Uh, Strahan set it in two thousand one, and Watt matched it in twenty twenty one. So didn't JJ Watt have a record too? I can't confirm nor deny because I don't know which record you could even possibly be referring to. Two different positions. He could be, you know, have a uh, pressure record. I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, sticking with the Niners. Steelers game. The whole Niners defense deserves you on this list. Five sacks, eight tackle for loss, two interceptions, and they almost had more if Red Warner dropped the one. Yeah, he, he was... Mad with himself about that one. Should have done some push-ups. He ten ten push-ups. You're right. Wasn't that? Then the drive he dropped that was the drive they scored on as well. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I can't confirm or deny that because I forget. I do too. That's what happens when you watch so much football. All your games jumble together. They only let up one touchdown. I'm not saying the Steelers' defense is Steelers' offense. Excuse me, is amazing. Any time you shut out a team or let up one touchdown, that's great. Yeah, they let up one down touch. They let up one touchdown, which is one more touchdown than the Dallas Cowboys let up. Seriously, that Dallas defense. I think it was Dallas defense with the Giants offense. Poor Daniel Jones. Seriously, I mean, like, that was some of the worst... Offensive line play, I'll say. I've just never seen a game like that. Dallas, you know, finish up two picks, three forced fumbles. They shut out the Giants. Micah Parsons looking like he's going to kill somebody. I get it was raining, which always affects the outcome of a game, but not this, this, not this one. Yeah, you don't lose 40 to nothing with your defense basically outscoring your offense. Uh, I think they had a pick six, a block font, a uh, field goal to the house. Yeah, uh, real quick on that blocked field goal. So anybody that knows ball knows that in the 2019 draft, uh, Miami took, with their first round pick, Noah Igbenogany, the cornerback, who did nothing his entire career with Miami. He had the one really good pick against the Steelers last year. Uh, Noah Igbenogany was traded to the Dallas Cowboys for Carl Joseph. And guess who happened to score on that scoop and score on the block field goal? Who? It was Noah Igbenogany himself. The man we traded away a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. So seeing that felt, uh, bittersweet. I'm like, why couldn't you do that for us? But yeah, sorry, sorry for my little, little rant, but. We just didn't, excuse me, we didn't mention Dallas defense, seven sacks, three forced fumbles, got one of them to recover. They just played crazy good football. Like you said, raining pretty bad there. Obviously, it's going to affect the outcome. I think Dallas kind of does this every year. It beats up on a terrible team, and they choke in the playoffs. Yeah. It's Dallas fans, it's not your year. Okay? It's, it's never your year. If you want, I'll loan you some VHS tapes. And now we're going next another defense. Patriots defense. My bias he is showing. Don't care. My show. Patriots defense had three sacks, which is nothing crazy. You know, three sacks, forced fumble. I, I, the stat-wise, I don't think they're on the list. When you see what they did against them, they kept the Patriots in the game the whole time. We should have won that game because of the defense. Jalen Hurts looked like 
he couldn't throw a ball. Finished with like less hundred fifty yards. Judon carried. Judon and Bentley were eating, bro. I said Judon and Bentley were eating on that defense, though. Can't even be mad. Hopefully we get better. I know our pass rush kind of scares me, but we went against one of the best offensive lines in football. Got three sacks and made Jalen Hurts look sick. All right, next up on defense, we have Jordan Whitehead, man of the Jets. He had three picks on Josh Allen. That's, I mean, not saying Josh Allen's a turnover machine or nothing, but last year, last year as well, Allen led the league in turnovers with uh, 19 interceptions, which means after throwing these three in one day, he has 21% of his 2022 interceptions already. 21% in one game. And none of them were even sauce. That's the, yeah, that's the crazy part. Yeah. But Jordan Whitehead, he also had two tackles on top of those interceptions. One solo, one assisted. Man deserves, I don't know. Yeah. I personally think he deserves player of the game, but that's just me. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. For the Jets game, 100%. All right, who we got next on this list? Uh, we got some honorable mentions, or just honorable mention, I guess. Saints defense. The game wasn't pretty for the Saints, but they finished the day with three interceptions, three sacks, and a win. Uh, 16-15, I believe it was, against the Saints, uh, Titans, excuse me. Yes, 16-15, because their game was by one point. All right, after defense, we're moving on to just overall best teams. Number one, we got... 49ers. Yeah, I think it should be everyone's number one team. They killed it offensively, defensively. Looking like the best team in the NFC. You can make an argument about Dallas, but it was the it was the Giants, people. Calm down. If you're a Dallas fan, I don't care if I hurt your feelings. It is not your year. Uh yeah. You got Dallas number two, actually. Um, yeah, you shut any NFL team out, like we were saying earlier. Good things. And then you put forty on them. Their special teams was doing pretty good. But just hot. overall, whole team. We just gotta see more out of Dak. Number three, we got the Dolphins. My team, you know, it was the first official week with Vic Vangio at the helm of the defense. Obviously, we're not 100%. We're still missing Jalen Ramsey and, you know, a couple others. Big not having Ramsey in that secondary hurt us that game a little bit. The offense looks polished. Still having issues using the running back. We were, if I remember correctly, 28th or 29th in yard or rushing in the league last year. So that's something hopefully they improve. Uh, other than that, pretty solid team you got going. Of course, it's week one. This list bound for changes. Hopefully, the Dolphins can remain a top five all year. But of course, I'm biased when I say that. Yeah, you know, fourth best in my opinion. A lot of these teams are AFC. And I know one or two are NFC. The AFC is too stacked. We got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Didn't really face too much crazy competition in the Colts. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they put up a fight for a while. Sometimes they look terrible. There are some times they look terrible. But uh, Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley, that looks like a crazy good duo. It's going to be so fun to watch them all year. Oh, yeah. Calvin Ridley ha- had, if I remember correctly, eight receptions for 102 yards. I think it was more than that. Last I checked the stats, that's what I said. I don't know if he finished the game with more. Oh, he definitely did. Well, still, doesn't matter. Dude went crazy good. Oh, I got it right here. Uh, no, I'm sorry, you were right. It was like 100, 102, 101. I thought he finished with more than that. Yeah, 101 catch, uh, yards, 8 catches, 1 touchdown. 
longest reception was uh, 29 yards. He lost a fumble, but... I would like to see Christian Kirk get more involved in this passing game. He didn't really see at all. I killed my fantasy, not gonna lie. <laughs> Same. Same thing. Um, still. Jacks look like top five team in the AFC easily right now. Top five team in the NFL. Going against a tough matchup in the Chiefs. That should be a fun game to watch. They'll definitely win their division again this year. Yeah, no competition. Close. I mean, if the Colts get better, I say they they'll be the closest. But I still think they'll be a couple games fine. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're finishing off our top five Chargers, and I know the Chargers lost. Kellen Moore looked great as a coach. Herbert looked amazing. That run game looked like it never lost a step. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, Austin Eckler, please. Yeah, never forget Eckler wanted a trade six months ago. That whole, that whole team looked good. Defense a little lackluster. I uh, didn't see anything out of Joey Bosa or Cleo Mack. Speaking of, uh, did not have Teron Armstead that game. Second, third best left tackle in the game. Will we see him against the Patriots this week? Uh, I believe so. But Kellen, Kellen Mend, I believe his name is, was in at left tackle. And you had Austin Jackson at right tackle. And they did not let up a single sack against Bosa or Khalil Mack. Neither one of them. So, kept to a pretty clean. Hopefully, you know, Chargers defense comes up a little bit. They spent all that money. Jackson, James, Mack, Bosa. See a little bit more out of their guys. JC Jackson just either seemed frustrated or or something that game. Especially with that P.I. that that led us to that field goal. He, he just straight up pushed. Easy, man. Oh, that was our last segment of the show. Try to finish it off. We're going to talk about next week a little bit. Best matchups. Best game. What do you think, in our opinion? We'll start with matchups. Personally, I got Jameer Gibbs. This is just maybe me being super biased. Big Jameer Gibbs fan. I think he's going to kill the Seahawks. Rams just beat them. Smoked them, in my opinion. All of it was through rushing. Uh, rushing yards, they didn't do amazing. Finish under 100 yards rushing, but three touchdowns. So red zone, gonna love to see it. I think that'll be a good game, great game for Jameer Gibbs. I hope to God we see him get 10 plus touches. Seriously, uh, we got Brandon Ayuk against the Rams. We were just talking about. Um, the only reason I have this in here is because DK Metcalf did pretty good. We saw DK do good. We saw um, Gino. Gino looked good at some times. Speak, speaking of Gino, uh, there's a clip going around right now of Aaron Donald bearing <laughs> down on him, and he literally screams, oh my god, and it's so audible, and yeah. I just find that hilarious. Can't blame him, though. Seriously, can't. Oh, I wouldn't either. Yeah, but I think, I think Ayuk, maybe not the same production he had this week, but I think it'll be damn close. No, not as in Rams games. Go either way every year, and they have for the past how many years? Uh, my last, I want to say, must start in fantasy football, especially Mike Evans against the Bears. I think Baker Mayfield shocked a lot of people when he did as good as he did. Bears looked terrible week one. Jordan Love had his way with them. I think Baker does the same thing, and I think Mike Evans, big reason of it, saying Mike Evans has two touchdowns this week. That's respect. I I have I have a personal matchup 
that I would like to add, an honorable mention, I guess you could consider it, CJ Stroud. Now, I know I make it some weird looks, comments, but against the Ravens, which arguably has a pretty decent defense, right? He put up 242 yards, and he uh, ran four times for 20 yards. Seriously? TJ Stroud's start next week. He's it, and he's playing the and he's playing the Colts. Uh, so that could be a great game. I'm I'm just saying. I think he he definitely might show some more flashes. At least I hope it does. I don't have him in any of my fantasy, but if you're you know if, if you're in a high man league looking for a QB, maybe I might be uh, something you might want to pick up. Yeah. Well, well, Chris, well, what, what's your predictions for game game of the week? I'd say game of the week this week is Chargers Dolphins. I think everyone will agree with that one. I don't think there's any other contender really. No. Well, what, what's your predictions for next week? I think it's gonna be. Dolphins and Patriots again. They're always good games. They're always good games, and they're always close games. Always. Especially since it's Sunday Night Football in Foxborough. You know? I don't know, man. I think we might see uh, if Arizona and I showdown, maybe. The only reason I'm not going to put that as my game of the week is because... Primetime Kirk. Primetime Kirk. Everybody knows it. But I think my game of the week, or week two, Chiefs versus Chargers. Uh, Chargers, excuse me. Jaguars. Both teams look good. Travis Kelsey could return, should return, I think. Yeah, I haven't heard an update on his knee or anything, but. The second we do, you know. Yeah. Follow us on AFC's gang Twitter. Yeah. You'll get all your messages. Yeah, follow, follow the socials. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We even have a Twitch where we'll eventually get around to the live streaming, some Madden and stuff like that. Uh, any other? We have a Facebook page that's still currently being set up, but if you'd like to go like and follow that page, AFC East Gang everywhere. Just the main Twitter's the main one. Say Twitter or X is uh the main social, so definitely go give that a follow at AFC East Gang. Uh, other than that, I think I think we're finished. We uh we just posted the power rankings today. Um. Go like, retweet that. Other than that, I think that's it. Yeah, seriously. Alrighty. I guess we just see you back next Wednesday for week yep. two. It's the AFC East Gang signing off.